Welcome to another episode of Authentic Entrepreneur. I am your host, Chad Wagner. Authentic Entrepreneur is about real people living their truth through entrepreneurship. My guest today walks the line between artist and entrepreneur. I'd like to welcome to the show, Chase Tafoya. Chase, are you there? I'm here, man. How are you doing? Dude, we got connected. I'm super stoked it's working for us. The same. Only took three times, but we got it. <laughs> so we're recording on this new app called Anchor. And my guess is, you know, maybe there's um, just a lot going on and people are overloading the app. Um, I know here in Austin, uh, we just started South by Southwest. Uh, that's a huge tech festival. And I'm sure there's just a shitload of people using Anchor right now. Oh, dude. Yeah, seriously. I forgot that, you, uh, that you're in Austin now, man. I'm high and dry, man. awesome how you liking it over there so far it's been really nice i've been here for almost a year and the weather's nice i can go skate almost every day um cool man i'm jealous dude a lot of cool people and yeah I'm, i'm digging it so very cool so i'm excited to have you on the show today because i think you're gonna have an interesting perspective on how to make a living as an artist or an entrepreneur well, thank you for having me, man. I'm super honored to to be able to be a part of this, man. Seriously. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So Chase is a world-class tattoo artist and painter. After finding him on Instagram a couple years back, um, I booked an appointment, and I think it was about a year in advance. And so the wife and I drove a year later after making the appointment. Uh, the wife and I drove from Seattle to Bend, Oregon. Uh, to make this appointment and we met Chase in his studio um, had a great time after spending the day with Chase it became clear to me that he was not your average tattoo artist and so uh, I'd love for you Chase to kind of introduce yourself and tell us what you're all about man yeah so um, you know my name's Chase Tafoya I live uh, up here in Bend Oregon I'm originally from California um, you know, I've been doing art most of my life since I was about three years old. I started to draw and, you know, I don't think there's ever been a day where I haven't created some sort of artwork, whether it's through tattooing or sketching or painting or, you know, anything. Um, yeah. So, you know, most of my life was spent, you know, a background in art and it wasn't until about maybe seven years ago or so, um, you know, I was pretty heavily in the the, the painting scene in like the art you know community and I decided to just kind of throw everything up in the air and just kind of step back from that and just kind of reroute my life um and just so happened I kind of fell into tattooing and the first tattoo I ever did fell in love with it and I told myself that moment I was like I want to make a career of this and I've never looked back and you know here we are six years later and I went from, you know, working in different shops to now owning my own studio, private studio, uh, appointment only. Um, yeah, you know, currently I'm, I'm booked uh, maybe around a couple years out, which is a crazy blessing, super humbling to, to be to this uh, level in the tattoo community where I am now. And yeah, you know, I'm just enjoying life. It's basically well, what I've been doing. Well deserved, man. That's, that's exciting to hear. Thank you so much. <clears throat> and so I'm writing down several questions uh, as, as you're talking here. Yeah. Um, 
can you take us back? You said seven years, but can you go back, maybe give us a little bit more details on how it, how it evolved over the years? Yeah. So at the time, um, you know, I've been getting tattooed since I was uh, roughly, you know, 16, 17, somewhere around there. Uh, I'm 34 now. I'll be 35 this year. And so I was always interested with the tattoo culture and with tattooing as a whole. Um, It was always an art form to me. And I always kind of, I remember being a little kid and and gravitating towards the, the kind of like mystique factor that tattoos carried at that time you know, in my life when I was a little kid. Um, and, and I knew at such a young age, I was like, you know, seeing people that were heavily tattooed, whether it was, you know, some sort of a biker or whatever, you know, may have you. And thinking to myself, like, I want to be that when I get older. <laughs> and so, you know, my, my life in my early 20s, I really wanted to kind of, you know, make it as a as an artist, whatever, you know, making it is, you know, I guess in my mind, making it would be just being able to to pay the bills, pay my bills with my passion, which was art. And so, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to do gallery shows um, in all sorts of cool different places um, and really kind of get my my foot in the door, kind of more like my pinky toe in the door, so to speak, you know, with with art and and my painting. I used to paint these big, you know, four foot, five foot tall portraits of, of people on the acrylic paint on canvas. And as I got deeper into that, it's, it's interesting when, you know, an outsider perspective, you, you see something that you want and then you, you get it, so to speak. And then you're like, Hmm, this isn't necessarily what I thought it was going to be like. And that could be a matter of perspective, you know, um, you know, or anything else. And so I found myself, um, having a different uh, change of heart while I was, you know, doing gallery shows, group shows, solo shows, uh, commission paintings, um, you know, and, you know, graphic design work for people. And I, and like I said earlier, you know, I decided to just go ahead and get out of that, that industry. I wasn't really happy with what I was doing at that time. Um, looking back at that now, if I was doing now at 34, what I was doing when I was 22, 23, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure I'd be, uh, I'm sure my perspective would be a lot different. And I, and I would probably approach a lot of things differently, you know, now that I, that I know a little more. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I decided to, to get to, to, you know, leave all that kind of stuff behind. And um, I was uh, living back home because I, I had moved kind of down south for a little while in Southern California, and I decided to move back to Central California, where I was born and raised. And I'm, you know, I was just thinking, trying to think to myself, what am I going to do with my life? You know, what is this new direction that I that I want to take my my art towards? You know, is art something that I still want to pursue? Um, it kind of had a bitter taste in my mouth a little bit, you know, at that time of my life. And it had just so happened that a good friend of mine who had been tattooing me for years, uh, unbeknownst to him, he had no idea that I was leaving, you know, the, my, you know, my, my art, you know, stuff behind. He had called me out of the blue one day and he was like, Hey man, like, do you want to learn how to tattoo? He's like, I would love to teach you. I think I can, you know, offer you a bunch of, you know, uh, you know, really good apprenticeship. And, um, you know, if you're interested, let's, let's do it. 
And so, and so I kind of jumped at the opportunity, you know, I thought to myself, man, you know, like this would be just another medium for me to kind of explore and look at. And I remember at first, um, to be a hundred percent honest, maybe I didn't look at it like uh, an actual career for the long term. Maybe it was just something I kind of wanted to test the waters and see if I would enjoy. But, you know, with tattooing and with a lot of other things, you know, when you do an, uh, anything that's a, that's an apprenticeship basis, you know, you, you kind of uh, dive in head first and you're kind of submerge yourself into it like 110, 120 percent. And so having done that, you know, I, I knew pretty much instantly that I wanted to to make a career out of tattooing and that I wanted that to be my my livelihood. That's awesome. Yeah, so you just, awesome. Right place, right time. Yeah, definitely. Um, you got that opportunity and, and being able to jump right in. So then a couple of things that kind of came to my mind. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of people out there have untapped potential. Um, and what I mean by that is like, imagine myself never owning a skateboard. You know, that's just sad to me to think that, you know, what I could create on that or yourself. What if you had never put down the pencil and pen and, and never picked up a tattoo gun? Imagine, you know, imagine that. And so I've got a lot of friends out there that are also artists. And I've been trying to say, hey, have you ever tried tattooing? I think you ought to at least put a gun in your hand and give it a try because what if? You know, or maybe a musician, so um, someone who's into into that, you know, they need to, to step out and try new things. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, I, I would agree. Um, you know, I think, you know, we all have, you know, we all want to have purpose, you know, in this life. And, you know, we are we are people, we are human beings, and we are very passionate about things. Um, you know, ta- tattooing is very interesting in the sense that, you know, culturally um, it's very, very deep, you know, it goes back, uh, you know, very long time, uh, you know, thousand years and yeah, you know, I think for me with tattooing before I ever picked up a machine, I was always, I guess, longing to be a part of that culture, if that makes sense. Like it was part of something that, um, you know, like, its roots and its fundamentals are incredibly deep. Like you're what you're doing to somebody, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I think maybe the, the Americanized version of that is you can get whatever you want. You can get a quote, you can get um, a butterfly, you know, you can get a skull, you can get, I mean, the full spectrum of things, you know, whereas when you look at, at tattooing culturally, you know, Polynesian or Japanese or anything else like that, you know, a lot of it's stuff were, you know, rites of passage, you know, they were things that you didn't go in two hours uh, at a time every other month, you know, it was something that you sat there and you did 12 hours, 16 hours, you know, two or three days in a row, you know. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's important to kind of uh, expand your horizons, kind of test the waters and find what you, um, what you're interested in. And I think when you do find something that, you know, that you are interested in, I think it's really important to, um, to respect that and to make that the kind of decision, like, this is what I'm going to do. And if I, if I fail at it, that's okay. 
but you know the the name of the game is to succeed at this and take it take it very serious and and give it you know my all you know and i think that that can be applied towards you know towards anything that you're that you're passionate about yeah awesome man um let me ask uh on a kind of regular basis what percentage of your time is tattooing versus uh still doing painting and other types of art you know it's funny man so it kind of goes back to what i I just said a little bit ago you know um you know this stage in my tattoo career um you know because the pieces keep getting bigger and bigger you know i you know my shop hours are from you know 10 to 6 i usually get there eight o'clock in the morning. There's a lot of behind the, the, the scenes stuff that has to be taken place. There's a lot of draw time, you know, that it gets, you know, that, that happens, you know, before the appointment or even after, you know, when I leave at six o'clock and I go home, my evenings are spent maybe drawing for the, you know, the following morning's appointment or, or so on. And so, um, and, you know, I kind of joke around with clients from time to time saying that it's, it's almost like a lifestyle than it is like a job. You know, I think I, you know, um, you know, you, you do have to be dedicated in that sense that there's a lot of, yeah, man, there's just a lot of time that goes into, to, you know, making sure that a, a tattoo, a good tattoo, you know, uh, comes out, you know, and because of that, yeah, my own personal painting and drawing and things like that, um, I don't get to do as much as I used to, Yep. you know, and that's like a fine line too, because, you know, as, as an artist, there's always this balance of, you know, uh, every tattoo you do is going to be kind of like the most important tattoo you do to, to your, to your client, you know, because it's, it's super meaningful to them. Um, you know, and you're, and you're catering a particular art style to your client that they want, you know, whereas, you know, uh, you know, and each tattoo that they get is meaningful to them, you know, whereas, uh, you know, me, you know, I have, I have uh, messages that I want to convey. I have emotions that I want to evoke in my own personal artwork, you know, and, and that's super important to me to get, to get that out, you know? And so even though I don't paint as much now um, as I would like to, I still try to maybe do a little sketch or a little doodle, or maybe like little small, tiny paintings. You know, if I get the opportunity, there's, there's a, uh, a weird dynamic of knowing that, you know, one day your entire life's work will eventually be in, be in the ground, you know, where, <laughs> you know, whereas my entire life's work as a, as a painter or as someone who draws on paper or sculpts or, you know, anything like that, you know, um, you know, even music, you know, you can, you can write down the notes and I mean, that, that can last hundreds, you know, hundreds of years, you know, decades. Yeah. Interesting perspective. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really feel like you have an interesting tattoo style, a different technique than most people. Is that something that you just came naturally or is that something that you developed over time? You kind of your paintbrush style that, that looks a lot like your paintings. Well, I think that's, yeah, thank you. I think that's something that, um, I kind of developed over time. And I think that's just because of, you know, being from California, I mean, you're in the center of like, it's a cultural hub. You have every, every race, every religion, every ethnicity, every background um, that you can think of. And so you're in this like melting pot. And so, you know, I remember growing up, I wanted to be like a cartoonist. I wanted to be work for Disney when I was a little kid. You know, and then I grew out of that phase and I wanted to become a, a comic book artist for, you know, image comics or Marvel, 
you know, and then I got into like the graffiti stage and I was like, oh, you know, I want to do, you know, you know, all, every other type of artwork sucks. You know, graffiti is the only, you know, true, like cool, you know, art form, you know, and then I started painting when I was, you know, my senior year in, in high school. And I kind of started learning about, you know, some of these Renaissance painters, Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, all these guys. And I was like, ah, oh, it's like, it's okay. It's kind of weird. I'm not really into it. But, you know, here I am now and it's like that style has affected, you know, me greatly, you know, as I've as I've gotten older. And so I think because, you know, seeing this, you know, melting pot of of culture mixed with, uh, you know, all the things that inspired me in my life and my upbringing as a, as a kid to a young man to a to an adult. Um, yeah, has eventually gotten me to this stage now to where it's like, there are some days I wake up and I'm like, man, you know, I want to draw, I want to sketch a cartoon today and post it on Instagram. <laughs> you know, next day, maybe I want to, you know, tag my name and on, you know, on a coffee cup or something and post it, you know, and then maybe, you know, I, I get to go to work later that day and do a realistic portrait of someone's child, you know, on them, or, or I get to do a, a real kind of soft painterly rose on somebody. And, you know, and for me, that just keeps things exciting and fun. You know, I, I try to be a chameleon uh, with my artwork. You know, I try to give each client kind of the style and, and, and what exactly they're looking for versus like um, holding down to just, you know, one style. And, and not to say that um, that's like a good thing or a bad thing. You know, that's just my thing. You know, that's yeah. the thing that keeps art, you know, fresh. For me, you know, if I just had one style, which other artists love to do just one style, if I just did one style, man, it would just get too complacent for me. You know, I'd get bored. That makes sense. Know? So I love, yeah. And so, yeah. And so I love being able to look at my calendar for the week and be like, awesome. I get to do, you know, a new school tattoo and I get to do a colored rose and then I get to do a, a black and gray portrait and then I get to do some script on, on the side of a dude's, you know, head. Huh. You know, it's like it keeps each day interesting, you know. That's too cool. By the way, um, you've got one of the best looking roses. Um, and I know you love to paint roses, so it just really shines through. Dude, thank you. Yeah, man. And um, by the way, again, everybody's commenting on my coffee tattoo. They love it. So cool, dude. Awesome, man. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, let's talk about the entrepreneurial side of what you do and kind of like tell us a little bit about maybe building the business. Um, and I got, I got one question about kind of how do you decide, you know, your price point, how do you set a value for yourself? Those kinds of things. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, you know, I think first and foremost, I think with anything and, you know, granted, you know um, you know, I've been self-employed for, Oh man, you know, a number of years now. Uh, probably eight, nine years, something like that. Um, as far as being in business with myself, um, you know, I've, I've always been a private contractor and then I, I've owned my private studio now for the past uh, almost three years, which is crazy to think it's kind of flown by so fast. But, um, you know, with that being said, I think personally, first and foremost, I always I always try to look at it as, as like, I'm not in the business of, art or in the business of tattooing, uh, not to sound corny by any means, but I, I, I've always looked at it as like, I am in the business of people because tattooing is very much a people in a uh, community. You know, what you're doing is, is most times you're meeting a stranger and you're like, Hey, cool. I'm meeting you for the first time, you know, right now. And I need you to, you know, uh, 
drop trowel so I can, you know, tattoo your thigh <laughs> or tattoo your ribs, take your shirt off, you know, or, uh, you know, lift your shirt or, or whatever. And then you're, you're very close and kind of intimate with that person. And then you're causing them pain. You're making them bleed. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that kind of goes on with that. And, and so I think, um, you know, never losing sight of that, you know, being in the business of people versus being in the business of making a dollar, um, or anything else like that, I think is super important, uh, as far as my own, um, kind of, uh, you know, uh, game plan or rule book or anything like that, that I've written for, for my, my own business is I try to approach every tattoo as, would I be proud to wear this on my body for the rest of my life? And, you know, and, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I probably would never get uh, a pink butterfly or like a baby blue butterfly with some pink roses or whatever tattooed on me personally, but to my client, that's really important to them. And so, you know, if I had to wear a tattoo like that for the rest of my life, would I be, would I be super honored and, and pumped to, to rock it, you know, around town and, and to wear it? And, and I think having that approach is super simple. Um, I always put my main focus on creating the best tattoo possible and putting, uh, you know, making my, my client have an amazing experience, not just while they're getting tattooed, but the moment they walk in through the door until the, until well beyond after they, they leave the shop. That includes, you know, being, you know, following up with them, asking how they healed, or if they comment on, you know, a post on Instagram, I might, you know, to, to respond back and be like, hey, you know, hope all is well, you know, like, you know, miss you guys, you know, because a lot of my clients I see now, you know, uh, time and time again, and I spent countless of hours with them, you know, in, in the tattoo chair, and a lot of them, you know, consider me their friend, and I consider them friends as well, you know, and so, yeah. um, you know, I think that's, that's really important, you know, to, to any business. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Tell me, and this kind of would help some other artists and, and stuff. How do you decide kind of a price point or, and maybe you, you probably modify it as you get better and, and realize what your time is worth, but how do you kind of structure that? Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. I totally no. went off on that no. tangent and forgot about the price point. Um, yeah, you know, as far as price point, you know, with tattooing, the, it kind of varies from from where you're at. You know, I've I've tattooed in random places in California, I've tattooed here in Oregon. I have a lot of friends in different states and kind of, you know, uh, have picked their brains about pricing. And I feel like there's kind of this general rule of thumb, you know, like most artists charge this amount, give or take, yep. you know, and, and I feel like it's it's important to um, to know your worth as, as an artist or to know your worth as an entrepreneur, you know, if you're providing a service for somebody, um, and if you're putting out an okay product, you know, then maybe you don't charge as much as somebody who's putting out a better product. Um, you know, my, my line of work is very interesting because there is this kind of flat line price. Um, and, you know, and within that, I, I want to make I want to make my tattoos and my art um, accessible and and uh, affordable as possible for people. Um, you know, also you know that being said, I I tend to work pretty fast, and so I, I know a lot of clients um, having you know come to me they're like, wow, you know, like you did in you did in two hours what you know another place quoted maybe six or seven. You know, and so, you know, 
I think if you have good work um, and you're, and you're efficient, you know, you can maybe even charge a little more than the next person, you know, cause you know, yeah, you're charging more than, than somebody else, but at the end of the day, the person's getting a better, a better quality product and, and they're actually saving money on, on the, on the back end of, of it. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, all the hours of work that goes in uh, before and after the tattoo. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the thing, you know, there, there are, uh, you know, I remember talking to artists, friends of mine, you know, graphics, you know, I mean, here's a great example, you know, graphic design. When I used to do graphics, you know, I've, I've been quoted from companies, you know, oh, we pay, you know, $300 for a sketch. We pay $500 for like a, a pen and ink drawing. That has gone all the way up to we want, you know, um, you know, I've, I've watched seminars and I've talked to people that have created logos um, for people. And I've even had, you know, experiences myself where, you know, one company's talking three, $500 for a shirt graphic to $10,000 for a logo graphic, a logo design, you know, and so that, that market is, I mean, that margin is huge. And so that's where I think it's really important to kind of know your worth and kind of know what, you know, what your value is, um, you know, as an artist, you know, I, f I feel like too, um, you know, you can teach pretty much anybody how to do something, but I'm a strong believer that not everybody has ideas. And so, you know, if you're, if you're a talented individual that has ideas and you can implement those ideas, you know, uh, very well, you can execute them very well and very, and very efficiently with time. Then I, I have found personally firsthand that a lot of companies are, are definitely more than willing to, to pay um, a very good amount of money yep. for, for that service. Definitely. You get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Plain and simple. Yeah. So something I've noticed over the years is, you know, a lot of times uh, we fall in love with art, say it's a, like a large painting or something, um, but it's really hard to justify those pe those purchases because, you know, my wife's not going to let me hang this really cool art in the house. And so what I've learned over the years is it's helpful to be able to um, take your art and, and put it in a format that people can justify, whether it's like a t-shirt print or, you know, maybe you do prints or I've seen some other things that you've created, stickers, stuff like that. Um, and so that one of a kind piece can be, you know, kind of copied and made more affordable and easier to justify. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I, and I think that's what's so awesome about art, you know, and nowadays is, uh, yeah, you know, maybe not everybody can pay, uh, let's just throw a random number out. Let's say, you know, I, I do a painting for a thousand dollars, you know, and say, that's a lot of money, you know, and say not everybody can afford that, you know, but if I make a print of that thousand dollar painting for $50, $75, you know, now you're making it accessible and available to a much wider you know, a uh, group of, of people. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah, I got you. You're good. Oh, okay, cool. I think my headphones are, are kind of dying out. And so, and so, yeah, you know, um, you know, being able to offer, you know, a print or a sticker or a t-shirt, you know, that's even better because now, you know, that person isn't just hanging a, a painting, you know, in some, in some room in their house, never seeing the light of day, you know, now you have people who believe in, in your artwork and, and promote and support your artwork so much that they actually want to, 
wear it on their body as a form of a tattoo, or it becomes like one of their favorite t-shirts. I have people all the time, you know, my wife's mom is constantly, you know, my mother-in-law is constantly wearing my, uh, my t-shirts whenever I print them. And I mean, those things, I mean, they get holes in them quick from all the washes in the washing machine, yeah. you know, I mean, that's all she, that's all she wears. I mean, that's, and that's more, almost more meaningful to me than, you know, somebody buying a, you know, a big painting, you know, it's, it's, it's both meaningful and it's both awesome. Um, and, and I don't know, I think each person's different, but for me, it's, it's awesome to see um, that I can, that I can, you know, give a, a wide range of, of products to, you know, to people ranging from, you know, a couple dollars for a sticker all the way up to an original painting. Yeah. I was going to ask, how do you decide? Cause it seems like you put things out in a very limited run and kind of specific items is that just you don't have time to do it or these are just a few things you like to release yeah you know i mean i think that what i just said about being able to to give it uh you know is out there for wider people oh no i lost you for sure that's okay i hear you but it's a little scruffy let me take you off speaker here again so <laughs> no it's awesome <laughs> actually can you take you off speaker I don't know. I guess we'll just keep talking. Keep like it that. on speaker. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so what was the question again? I have Why don't we jump into, I think we pretty well covered your product. So your okay. merchandise and what, you know, what, when you decide to release specific items. Oh yeah. So, you know, I, I find that I, I like to, to release specific items when I have a good um, kind of, um, backing from that from different clients and you know different people who support my artwork you know if i if i create a painting that you know a bunch of people just kind of go go crazy over and i get really good feedback then you know i want to be able to make that available for for everybody else you know out there um but that being said too i i like to do small limited runs so that way um it still kind of holds value to the art you know mm -hmm. I don't want to like just mass produce so much that it kind of waters down, you know, the, the artwork, because a lot of my artwork is very like meaningful to me and it has a lot of hidden, uh, you know, symbols and, and messages behind it. And so, you know, it's very, very, uh, very, very meaningful to me. Very, you know, very important to me. And, yeah. That makes, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So to kind of switch to a different area of, um let's talk about the human element and you kind of did already um, but tattoos are deeply personal and you spend hours with people strangers you know sometimes how do you like that part of the job i love that part of the job you know when i was doing paintings as uh you know as my main business you know i would i would do different art shows you know so many times a year and i worked out of my house and I would stay in my art room for hours every day, five days a week, you know, just like any other full-time job painting. And, you know, again, I can only speak for me, but me personally, I, I almost became kind of like a hermit. And so I remember, I remember going to the grocery store one day and almost kind of freaking out. Cause I was like, wow, I haven't seen all these, I haven't seen so many people in such a long time. Cause <laughs> all I was doing was painting. So when I got into tattooing, um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I think, you know, uh, you know, tattooing is such a, a people business that, 
I mean, it's, it's way more interesting. I love the conversations. I love all the, my clients. I've met some pretty amazing individuals. I've heard some incredible stories, you know, in the, in the short, you know, a few years that I've, that I've done this. And, you know, I find more similarities with each other than differences as people. Um, I find that, you know, a lot of people just have so many things in common. They, we all feel the same way, no matter what your, what your background is. And it's, it's so amazing, man. It's just off of, just off of putting a tattoo on somebody, you know? Yep. That's cool. So yeah, you fell in love with tattoos for two reasons, the art side and the people side. It sounds like. Exactly. Cool. So Chase, I, I, I knew we were going to have this call. So I actually asked some friends on my, on my site and, uh, on my Snapchat and everything, I said, Hey, what do you, what do you have for questions for Chase? So cool. I've got some rapid fire questions, man. All right. Um, do you have a favorite tattoo that you've given to someone? Oh man. Um, yeah, I would probably say my wife. I, I, I told myself I would never date a client, but, um, that's how I first met my wife was I, I tattooed uh, an original painting, uh, on her ribs and, uh, the first, you know, moment I laid eyes on her, I, I knew it was a wrap, you know? And so that was, <laughs> that's gotta be my favorite tattoo I've ever done. Cause you know, now she's my, now she's my wife. So that, that's a good answer, man. I love it. <laughs> Thanks man. That's super cool. Um, favorite <laughs> client experience. Oh, favorite client. Um, man, favorite client experience. Maybe it's your wife again. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to think. You know, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. I've got all sorts of like crazy stories and and everything. Um, you can come back to that one if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me think about uh, that a little bit. Most difficult tattoo that you've given? Most difficult one. I would probably say when I first started tattooing, I, I tattooed. Uh, Actually, I'll change. I'll change the answer. I don't want to put anybody on blast. Um, I'll say probably one of the most difficult tattoos I did was I did this big Jesus lion back piece on a, on a client of mine last. Uh, I think I started it in 2016, and I just finished it in 2017, a few months ago. And uh, it's on it's on a gentleman who's big boy. He's got to be like six four, six five. His back is like the size of a house, and it's this. Uh, it's like this portrait of Jesus, and then the other, it's like half a Jesus face, and the other half is like a big lion face. And that was, uh, that was probably my favorite tattoo I've ever, like one of my favorite, other favorite tattoos I've ever done, the most difficult one. Um, very meaningful to him, very meaningful to me. So, yeah. Yep, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Cool. Um, who is someone who you've always wanted to, to tattoo? Uh, I would, I would probably say, uh, my mom, I've tattooed my brother, I've tattooed my dad and my mom is incredibly modest. My mom was, uh, doesn't have any tattoos. And it's funny. I remember when I first started getting tattooed, she was like, Oh, just don't do your, just don't do, you know, below your elbows. And then I got sleeves, just don't do <laughs> your, your hands. And then I got my knuckles and then I got the tops of my hands. Okay. Well just don't do anything on your neck. And then I got my neck. <laughs> and so she's just uh she's an incredibly modest woman and i think you know when and if she ever gets uh you know decides to get a tattoo 
I will be eagerly waiting to just jump at the chance. I mean, I would love to tattoo her. That's awesome. What about which let you do her eyebrows? I know a lot of the older ladies Oops. like to do that. Oh man, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even touch the eyebrows. I've had a few uh, <laughs> if I would do that, and I'm like, no, not even. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do you admire as an artist or as an entrepreneur? Oh man, you know, I think, you know, I think growing up as an artist, I always admired uh, Chuck Close. Um, Chuck Close is an individual who he, uh, you know, at a pretty young age kind of mastered the the art of painting portraits. He used to paint these like 10 foot tall portraits of people, uh, whether self portraits or his friends or his wife. And then and then the gentleman had a had a stroke and he was uh, was has been in a wheelchair ever since. He's now got to be like, shoot, I don't know, maybe 60s, somewhere around there. And um and now he paints by he he uh, he used to tape a paintbrush to his wrist. Now he has this like special kind of you know uh, device that he kind of straps to his arm, uh-huh. and it holds a paintbrush for him. But I've always admired him because you know he went from painting hyper realistic, photorealistic paintings, and then when he got uh, his stroke, he he would do the exact same thing. The most photorealistic painting you would ever see of a woman's face from like maybe 10 feet away, 20 feet away. And then you would get up close and you would realize they were, it was all done with his thumbprint or it was all done with little uh, squiggles. And so just his, his passion um, and his purpose for, for creating art and for pushing the boundaries of art. He's always been a big inspiration to me. Cool. I'm going to have to look him up. Yeah. He's awesome, man. You should check him out. dude. Yeah. Um, Any screw ups over the years? Oh man, of course, dude. You know, <laughs> man, you know we're, we're human, dude. It's uh, it's funny how, um, you know, yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of screw ups, um, just in the, general. The client doesn't always have to know, though, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I think you know, as far as screw ups on a, on a on a piece, yeah, I, I think there's no such thing as a as a perfect tattoo. Yeah. Um, I think you kind of do have to, you know every you know every line you 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 pull or push and and every intention i think has to have you know some thought behind it i think you should always go into a tattoo with a game plan um but you know with that being said man it's not a piece of paper or a canvas that just sits still you know you've got people that hiccup you got people that cough you got people that you know flinch um you know everything and so uh yeah, you know, like I've been pretty fortunate to where I've never had any crazy, you know, mess ups or, or anything like that. But you know, if if you do have a little hiccup somewhere, you just kind of go got to roll with the punches and you got to clean it up and you got to fix it. You know, you gotta you gotta you know make sure every tattoo you do is good. Definitely. Is it hard to tattoo people's heads, and is that a painful area? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't have my head tattooed personally. I've had uh, several friends of mine have their heads tattooed. Um, it's funny. They, they all say the same thing. They say it's like an itch that they can't scratch. Like, whenever, <laughs> like when they're getting tattooed, it's like, oh, my head itches so bad. I just want to reach my hand up and, and scratch it, but I can't, you know, because it's, like, <laughs> it's the tattoo machine, you know, doing, doing the work. Um, and as far as tattooing it, it's, a, it's a, I actually enjoy tattooing the head. I think, I think it's a pretty – uh, easy, not easy, but I think it's a pretty, um, uh, you know, mellow area to tattoo. Yeah. It's a good canvas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, yeah. 
Awesome, man. Do you want to come back to the favorite client experience? Oh, man. You know, I have favorite client, man. I saw, I've been trying to think about it this whole time, you know, as far as a favorite client. I still... I still can't think of it, man. You, you know, but I've tattooed, I've tat- tattooed a, a plethora of people. I've, like I said earlier, I've heard so many crazy stories, met so many people um, from all different walks of life. And man, you know, I just, I just love what I do. I love my job, man. It's awesome. Super cool, man. So I'm about to let you off the hook here. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add? You know, you're speaking to artists, you're speaking to entrepreneurs, um, anything you'd like to add to the podcast? Yeah, you know, I just think that, you know, no matter what it is that that you're that you're passionate about and, and that you want to get into um, as an entrepreneur, you know, I think it's super important to, you know, uh, always stay true to what it is that you, that you do. You know, fads and trends and culture changes drastically, constantly. Um, and so if you set your mind to something and that's what you know you want to do, then just know that you will have, you'll have failures, you will have ups, you will have downs. You know, I think patience is key. I think persistence is key. Perseverance is key. Um, you know, and, and if you want it bad enough, you just got to keep at it and it'll eventually happen. You know, I don't believe that anyone has ever done anything self-made. I refuse to believe that word exists because I do believe that we have all helped have been helped. And, and by any means, I, I try to help as many people as I can along the way who want to get into business for themselves. And, you know, I just think it's, it's all about treating people right and putting out a, uh, you know, a product, whatever that may be, that is the best of your abilities. And, and like I said earlier, I think it's important to be in the, in the people business, not necessarily, you know, the the revenue the money business (laughs) the the money yeah because i think when people i think when people see that you're passionate about whatever it is that you're trying to do um you know people can see through the bs and when and when you're passionate about it i think the people will always be there and therefore the money will always be there and you know the and and you won't have to worry about any of that other stuff you know you're just you're just focused on being the best that you that you can be Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, Chase, dude, it was great to hear your voice, and I want to thank you You once again. I'm truly blessed to have you, and hopefully I can get some ink here um, the next couple years. (laughs) Heck yeah, man. Let's do it, man. It'd be awesome. (laughs) Let's do it. So I'm going to let you get off the horn here, and I'm going to let everyone know where to find you, okay? Thanks for joining us. Dude, thanks so much, Chad. Have a good one, man. Podcast listeners, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Um, you need to go to uh, Chase's Instagram. Take a look at some of his work. It's at Chase Tafoya, C-H-A-S-E-T-A-F-O-Y-A. Um, he's also got a website, um, chasetafoya.bigcartel.com. And guys, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, we're, we're at our 11th guest. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it very, very much. If you guys are enjoying it as well, I'd love for you to maybe leave a rating for us on uh, whatever platform you are listening on. That would be helpful. And uh, thanks for listening, you guys, and stay authentic.